Welcome to the No Chance Radio Show, a podcast about the world of streetwear, fashion, and everything and anything else. What's up, everybody? Episode 96 of the No Chance Radio Show. That's NCR. Welcome to the fucking show. As always, your host, my name is Ryan. And I'm your co-host, Mel. And we have some very special guests on today's episode. Oh my God, my my fucking best friends, my fucking (laughs) family, NCR family. You may have seen their names. Um... (laughs) Uh, pretty much everywhere yeah everywhere on all of our flyers uh i feel like we talk about them a lot but go ahead and introduce yourselves whoever wants to go first all right well my name's angela i also go by spicy i'm larry i go by liness what do you guys do though like (laughs) what do do you guys do how do people know you guys that people that are listening to this this podcast how do they know you well, through DJing yeah. <laughs> well, we'll or more. Yeah, oh, um, no. Angela's pretty popping on Twitter. So oh, <laughs> um, let's, let's keep that off the record. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dr. Phil. Yeah, I'm, I'm a DJ. I'm also a vocalist. I, I do that sometimes. I enjoy music. It's my thing. And Larry is. Um, I'm a DJ. When was the first time I discovered your DJing or when was the first time you started DJing? I think we were in. Was it senior year, soft uh, junior, junior year of college? Junior year in college. It I was when I remember skating down like three blocks because I found some guy selling controller on Craigslist, <laughs> and I had to tell you like, "Yo, I'm skating down three blocks. If I get jacked or I get, you know, if anything happens to me, I'm just on this street. in Santa Barbara, California. Santa Barbara, out, out, Ivy. Yeah, it's where it's like a college town at night. Yeah, <laughs> and that was like, I'm. I think. That first two weeks that I got that controller, I think you spent more time on it than me, honestly. I, I probably did. I probably <laughs> did. Um, I think I've the only time that I ever played around with a controller is probably at like a guitar center. That like that was like my my intro years of like trying to like mess around with music, but we both know that shit didn't sound any good no, when we were both no, playing around with no. it. So. You gotta start somewhere. I know, you gotta start <laughs> somewhere. Um, okay, before we get into this week's episode, I wanna say thank you guys for listening. Thank you to all of our supporters that listen on a weekly basis. I'm pretty drunk right now, so I don't really wanna go into all the logistics, but I appreciate you guys listening. This week's episode is gonna be specifically about the show Euphoria. Now, you may want to stop this episode right now if you've never heard, never listened to, or don't even know what the fuck Euphoria is, but for a little bit of context, Euphoria is an HBO show that released, I want to say, I mean, if you're thinking about a week, every episode, every week, maybe about two months ago, just about a month and a half ago, some shit like that. Um, It's basically a coming to age story about high schoolers. Um, in some random town. I don't know where the fuck starting Zendaya. She's like a Disney Channel superstar, right? Yeah, that's where she that's came from started. formally. Um, and other than that, it's literally like the most, would you say gruesome? I wouldn't say gruesome. I would say like raunchy. Yeah. The most raunchy coming to age high school story that you've ever seen. We typically talk about streetwear and fashion and clothing on this, but I do want to start with that first. And for anybody that has watched the show Euphoria on HBO. Have you guys noticed like how much Supreme is in that fucking show? There's a lot, <laughs> There's a lot of fucking Supreme in this show. What do you think that means to the to like um 
to viewers in terms of defining who like millennials are, the current millennials are, the fact that they use that brand to define like, hey, this is current times, this is high schoolers. You think the intention was to say like, you know, Supreme is like the biggest brand in the fucking world or like what, what, what other point was that for, I don't know what do you call it, producers, like set designers. I don't know. I think um, the biggest thing when they do that is to make it relatable to you. Mm. So us as viewers, when we're watching it, it's like, Hey, like they're wearing stuff that we've seen before so we can relate to them. And that's what kids are into now. So it kind of just shows you like how the style is. I don't know about you, but whenever I watch a show old or new, I look at what shoes they're wearing and like the clothes they're wearing. So their style is really up to date here. And it's actually pretty, it's pretty dope to see that because you don't see it a lot. They have a great, um, fashion sense. I'd say for one, um, if you've never seen it, then I'm not going to go into the logistics of like w- what the characters' names are. But essentially, I mean, have any of you watched like Degrassi? I love That's Degrassi. like a childhood show or um, the show Skins or any sort of coming to age high school show. First of all, let me ask what your guys' high school experience was like. Because if you ever watched this show, this shit was fucked. Like, it was fucking wild. I, 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 my high school experience wasn't even like a tenth of what these kids have gone through. So what was your high school experience like? Me. Yeah, you, Melanie. <laughs> yes, you, Melanie. Tell people so what your high, high school, school experience was like. California. Um, before going to high school, I actually went to a middle school in the suburbs of the peninsula, so Millbrae. Um, so going to high school was like a really big culture shock to me because I actually didn't grow up going to school in San Francisco. And if you're not from the city, like city life is very different compared to the suburbs. It's, you're just kind of like thrown into everything. And I remember my first week of freshman year, I know I didn't know anyone. And there was at least like one fight that broke out every single day. And Typical. I was like, what <laughs> is happening? Cause I've never seen a fight like in elementary school or middle school. So going into that was really crazy for me, but I eventually found myself, you know, I grew up very introverted. So I feel like being out of my comfort zone in high school actually helped me figure out who I wanted to be as a person, but I did nothing. Like I was very like anti-drugs, anti-alcohol. I was very scared and timid. So my high school experience was like, you know, I was the ASB secretary. I ran cross country and track, like, you know. Read like, off your the, resume. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell the like, people who you like are, that, what you're about. You know, I was a very shy, innocent Asian girl. Do you guys think <laughs> that there's a difference between going to a school or a high school in a suburban like town versus like a inner city town? Is there a difference? I think so. Hell yeah, I think it's a big difference. It's, what do you what do you think the the difference is? I think one of the main differences is like the amount of students there. I went to the same high school as Ryan and our graduating class was what, like a hundred kids? Yeah. It was like a hundred kids. It was very it was small. Really small. Yeah. Mine too, like one ten. And compared to like I went like some of my coworkers, their graduating class was like a thousand. Shit. Like in our class, we basically knew almost. We everybody. knew everyone. We knew everybody. Yeah. yeah. And then and the, and kids with like a thousand student graduating, I was like, oh. You probably, probably yeah, you probably happened. don't come across everyone Met often. Ten like percent of them or something. What's yeah. funny about going to a high school with about one hundred and ten people, hundred or so people, is that yeah, you know everyone, all the parties like everyone goes to. And uh, just like the show, everyone is um, involved with everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's like (laughs) Uh one of the things that I thought was like really, really funny. And for those of you that are listening, I'm sure you are beyond the years of high school, but 
let's all go back to our high school years and reflect on that type of environment. Um, was it as crazy as typical coming to age high school shows are? Is or is it in, typically an exaggeration? I think it depends on where you grew up because I've heard stories mm. of people who've grew up like in really suburban areas with a thousand kids and they have stories that sound like euphoria. But then you have people like me who grew up in the city where we don't really have a lot of house parties. Well, for me growing up, there's more tellies than house parties. What's a telly? Define what a telly is to those that are uh, listening from the rural Midwest. A telly is a hotel party. So essentially you rent out a room and you invite your friends and you kind of just sneak in like one at a time until you get kicked out and you just have a party. So it's a hotel party. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for defining <laughs> that to those that are listening. Um, but I, yeah, I kind of get where you're coming from. Like high school for, for me and Larry, at least it was, it wasn't that exciting. I, I would say it wasn't that exciting. I would say like for like, there's like always like an inner, innermost cool crowd Yep. That usually has some sort of thing going on. Like Is it there's just one crowd or one circle. Of usually, usually there's okay. always like maybe about the cool girls and the cool guys. They'll always be the first ones to like indulge in like alcohol or indulge in like um, like drugs or something like that. And then when you see it, you're, it's like, damn, that's really cool. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> yeah. the ones that are drunk at the 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 homecoming and the proms and shit like that. And at least from like a, an outsider looking in, I mean, I just remember being like a total nerd in, in high school for sure. Just looking at it, I was like, damn, that's really cool. Nah, you whiffed the fuck up. You went to nerds. Fuck up nerds. I was like <laughs> in the middle. I was a hybrid. <laughs> damn. I was a hybrid, hybrid nerd. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that, that whole experience and just sort of seeing like a show like this. I mean, and if you guys have watched any sort of like coming to age high school film, it's it only seems as if that type of shit happens in like rural areas. No, they don't have anything else to do. Maybe, yeah. maybe. You know what I mean? Like they don't have anything else to do. Drugs is the only way to escape shit. Um, matter of fact, what are your guys's first experience with like actual drugs? Oh, Do you know your like yeah. first experience with like drugs? We're not talking about alcohol. We're talking about like actual drugs. Yeah, um, it's funny. So my at my high school, there was about it's still on the smaller side. There's about 1400 people. Um, Damn. And we were um, even though we were a private Catholic school, we were known to be like the the public school of Catholic <laughs> schools because there are so many people that were so into doing drugs all the time. Yeah. There'd be parties. And it's funny that you mentioned skins because um, I think my friend group specifically, like there's, or there's a group of people at my high school who really like worship skins and like what that was about. <laughs> so I think, I think- We um, gotta be like the show. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like I really think it, it had an, I think skins had a legit influence on my <laughs> high school experience. Um, personally, I was really straight edge. Um, but my friends, some of my friends, we're not so um yeah i think my first experience was just being around weed um mm. at a party and i remember being offered and i was just like no that's so bad <laughs> it will kill you <laughs> yeah um i remember being super nervous and everyone would just be like nah man this is cool like smoking weed's so cool i've been doing it for years <laughs> for years and they're like in ninth grade <laughs> i was like 12. <laughs> I feel like there's this like um, this pressure, especially in high school and being like a uh, young, whether it's like a freshman or a sophomore and seeing 
people that you idolize, girls, I mean, speaking from me and Larry's point of view, girls that you want to be with that are doing certain <laughs> things. You know what I mean? Like you want to be a part of that. I remember I was in um, random algebra, uh, algebra class on like day one, right? Uh, of, of like the first day of school might've been like junior year, maybe, maybe, maybe sophomore year. Um, and a girl asked me, I, don't, I still don't know her to this day. I forget what her name was, but she, she asked me, um, Hey, do you get drunk? <laughs> Just <I> randomly? Like, <laughs> yeah. Randomly. Right. She's like, do you get drunk? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you know, like, like perk. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what that means. And she's like, do you drink alcohol? I'm like, um, I've had a sip of beer once. Like it's like the <laughs> typical like nerd response in like every movie. Typical nerd response. Right? Definitely. Thank yeah, you, Angela. Thank you. <laughs> and then that made me think like, damn, like, is that what the cool people are doing? Like, what is that? And I remember going up, um, going home that day and going on like, um, I think it was on Yahoo or some shit. <laughs> like my <laughs> dial up fucking connection and looking up like, how do you get drunk? <laughs> then that's what I looked up. Oh and, and, and it basically showed me like, you know, drinking alcohol and that shit. It was like what like constitutes is, Yeah. Like, <laughs> how to drink. How to drink. And it was one of those moments where I was like, damn, like that is what, I think that is what high school was supposed to be or that is what high school is. Um, but what was your like, what was your like first experience with like the drugs? <laughs> My first experience was weed, but it was in college. College? I didn't, yeah, I didn't do anything. Sorry, I don't in mean to age shame. Whatever. But <laughs> yeah, anytime you want. Like yeah. freshman year of college is when I had my first sip of alcohol and I smoked my first joint. Wow. Mm -hmm. How did it make you feel? Um, at first, it was weird because alcohol is nasty. I had like some Smirnoff, Subjective. whatever, you know, like some vodka. That yeah. was disgusting. It's my first experience. But I remember like there was just one day I was super stressed about my job. It was a retail job. And I was like, you know what? I want to unwind. So my friend bought a joint and it's like, hey, smoke this. And they did. <laughs> and we had like a three hour life conversation. Wow. And that was my first experience. Did you actually feel high? Because you know how some people the first time they just don't really know what to I don't expect. think I felt it like body wise, but... We were having a really deep conversation, so I think, like, mentally, I was high. Okay. Without realizing it, though. Interesting. I think the first time that I was ever offered weed, I thought that, it, like, I had followed, like, rappers like Wiz Khalifa and shit, so I knew how to smoke weed <laughs> from watching them, but I didn't, I've never done it personally. So watching, so having someone offer me, I think it was a bong, like, that was the first time I was ever oh offered gosh. weed, and I was like... I think uh, at the time they were like, hey, do you want do you want some? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've smoked before. Sure. And I've never smoked oh, before in my okay. life. Like, yeah, come on. Come like on. Wiz Khalifa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw Wiz Khalifa smoke this shit before. And then I think um, I think I was I didn't know how to use a lighter. <laughs> I was like, how do you use it? I kept hitting the trigger. I was like, it's not coming up. The flame, there's no flame. And then I had the person do it for me. And then I did it. And then um yeah. And I was high for the first time. And that was one of the first experiences of like dealing with drugs and understanding that it wasn't for me. <laughs> like it was, I was in one of those moments where it just was not for me. But what about you, Larry? I know. It's probably crazy. Does everything. Coming. From, okay. Everything. So when we went to high school, you were always the more mature one of 
between me and you. I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. But what was your first experience with like drugs? So I grew up with a lot of siblings and they're all, I'm the youngest. There's five siblings, four, four siblings. My first time with drugs, I would say is my older brother. He introduced me to weed. <laughs> and then I think in his mindset is, yo, if you're going to get exposed to any drugs, it's gonna be me. you're going to do it at home Yeah, yeah. for the first time, not That's fair. out and about. And I remember the first time he had me do a bong rip in, a ba- in our bathroom. <laughs> and I was, yeah. I was just paranoid that my mom was going to smell it. Yeah, right. But at that point, my dad smoked a lot of weed, so... Oh. She probably wouldn't know if it's coming from him or coming from us. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't make any difference. Yeah. And from that experience, yeah, I didn't, like I just felt paranoid. I don't remember like really feeling high mm-hmm. until like the second time I got high. And then slowly from there, I would like we always get high at my, my my house. I would just invite like one friend at a time. Yo, you guys wanna get high? <laughs> you wanna that's try what how, I tried? That's kinda how like they got introduced yeah. to like one of our other friends, Daniel Cardenas. Yeah. He's like, he always gives me shit for it. He's like, yo, Larry's a badass influence. The yeah. first time I got high was at his house. He's a badass in- influence, but he's dope though. Like, <laughs> and then from there, this, me and him was just like always YouTube, like compilations of people smoking bongs. And yeah. And whenever we did want to smoke, we didn't know how to roll a blunt. Yeah. So we just looked on YouTube how it was like the most <laughs> efficient way. And we found out like gravity bongs was like, Oh my God. Easy. Um, and you get like every wow. penny's worth. Just to but, keep this like, just to provide some context, Larry and his family and his house were actually the first places where a lot of people learned how to <laughs> drink and use particular drugs. Um, but that's how, as far as I'll go with that. <laughs> um, but for those of you, I mean, for everyone that's given their sort of story on their first, you know, use of, of drugs, what do you think, like, what do you think it, um, how did it make you feel? And what do you think it, 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 um, it required from you to, to, to do that? Like, what was, what did you kind of sacrifice from yourself to, to be like, okay, like, I'll give it a try. Was it wanting to be cool? Was it wanting to be popular? Was it, you know, just the need to just being like very curious in your sort of mindset as in, in that age like what 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 took you to that place to be like fuck it yeah let's do it uh for me it did take a lot for me to want to experience it i think i was just afraid because i know my body at first i was like an extreme lightweight you know like two shots and i was drunk like one hit and i would be high the next That's morning to this day kind of yeah. whatever <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway but yeah like so i just knew that I was just afraid, but it took, like it had to take me to get to that lowest point, I guess. And also curiosity, because growing up in high school, I did have a lot of friends who were potheads um, Mm. because of their older siblings. But like, even though I was around it, I never wanted to try it, but then college, I think just because the pressure and stress of trying to be an adult and figure life out, it just made me want to try it out because, hey, you know, I'm like, I'm 18, let me just see what people are doing. You Let know? me see what people are doing. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. What do you What do you think, Angela? Um, wait, what was the question again? Kind of like, what did it take for you to to take that step right. to wanting to explore? Yeah. So the first time I drank and smoked was in college. Um, and the first time I drank, I blacked out. But 
It wasn't. It was the worst experience. It's like we were we were watching um, Pitch Perfect and we were playing a drinking game, <laughs> oh. and I took oh, three yeah. shots of tequila within ten minutes, which is way too much Shit. for me. Yeah, and For I don't remember the time? movie at all. I woke up. It's just a good movie. Bed. It was a very wholesome. Uh, apparently, I didn't do anything crazy. I just kind of fell asleep. So the best way. <laughs> yeah. To um, so I think that time it was like I I was um I used to be roommates with my, one of my childhood friends, and we were always straight edge like throughout middle school. I mean, um, high throughout school. Throughout middle school, like, <laughs> of course. Know, we had the option. I've been offered stuff in middle school. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel um, it. Yeah, and so I think we're just like, you know what, let's just try this together. Like, we're in this together, no matter what happens, like, we, we got this, and both of us blacked out. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, uh, it was me and April. Oh, uh, yeah. April. Um, yeah, and with weed, uh, it was also, my first time was also with April, too. I guess we just kind of, I feel like we both kind of instigated that in, in each other. Yeah. Um, and it was around some of our high school friends, but it was in college. I, I smoked out of a bong. Um, all of our first times are out was, of a bong. Interesting. I was, I was, I was really nervous. I was really nervous because oh. I have asthma. So I was like, I don't know if this will kill me. Same. <laughs> Same. But I, I think um, a reason why I felt comfortable doing it is because um, I was majoring in a science and because I was you know, able to to learn how to read studies and all that more, I kind of became more open to the idea of like, oh, like is weed really as dangerous as they it say was it is. presented to yeah, me, yeah. Because yeah. you know, back in high school, I was like, "Oh, this stuff will kill me. I'm not going to do it." Yeah. But you know, given the the current information we have now, it's, <laughs> it's very clear. It's it will different. take a lot. My to... blank is made out of hemp. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, a lot of the pressures, especially coming out of high school and college, are are based around just like, I mean, it is peer pressure at the mm -hmm. end of the day. You know what I mean? Like everyone sort of tries to find themselves in, in, in high school, especially in wanting to be like the cool kids or be known for something. And if that comes down to being the dude that took the the hardest bong rip or took the <laughs> took the most shots in a row. I remember um, I was at, at your house, Larry, and Here we go again. It, it was the first time that I ever drank like hard liquor. And uh, I didn't know that you had like I didn't know most people didn't like the taste of actual hard liquor, which is why they consumed uh, like chasers, any sort of like drink to follow it. So the first time I had um, our delicacy, Hennessy, the first time I had that, I was just drinking it straight and everyone was like, wow, damn, like he's tough. Like, damn, no chaser. <laughs> like, right damn, there. like, okay, wow. like good job. And I just thought like, well, I don't, uh, this is okay. Like, it's not that bad. Like, but later to find out that it was the worst day of my life. And I think I threw up on your table or something like that. Yeah, you did. <gasps> oh on your gosh. carpet and everything. It was on my um, dining room table. Yeah. Where they have where like I the whole, breakfast. like the very like <laughs> wholesome dinners with the family and everything. Um, I still feel bad to this day, uh, but I think I paid you back. I feel like I have. Um, but yeah, like it's one of those moments where you kind of think like, damn, like this really makes me who I am in a sense, like almost like proving to everyone else that I I'm like somebody. And that's kind of mm -hmm. like the experience that a lot of people get when they're in high school. And I, I want you guys to speak on this as well. And sort of your experience and sort of dealing with like being accepted or like wanting to like prove to other people that you're like, nobody wants to, I guess to say like, nobody wants to be who they actually are in high school. Oftentimes. Yeah. They want to be someone else. So did you guys ever experience that when you guys were like growing up? Melanie? Um, <laughs> growing up, there was a lot of pressure on me 
you know, I typical Asian household, they wanted me to just be someone successful. And I think in college, or not college, in high school, the pressure just got to me too much. So there was a point in time in high school where I was super depressed at my lowest point, where I, w- I had no motivation to even want to apply to college. And I just think like prior to that, like my goal in high school was just to be something, any whatever that meant. And I didn't really know what it was, but I found that through like being involved. So I joined ASB as a freshman. I didn't know any anyone. So I, I made my friends through ASB. What's that? Um, Associated student bodies. So like the people who do like all the the dances and you yeah, do yeah, the president yeah. shit. Yeah. So I, I did that for four years. And then I also joined track my fir- my freshman year of high school as well. And joining track was kind of, it kind of like defined me in high school. So I always hung out with like all the people who ran, everyone who played basketball. I was very involved in sports. And that's what defined me in high school. Being the like the girl who ran track, the girl who became the captain, whatever. Um, but there was always a pressure of, wanting to be more and I didn't really know what that was like even in college I didn't really know what that was till this day I don't even know like what that is but um in high school like what helped me get through it was music and sports so you know being able to clear my mind while I went on a run really helped me but I feel like um there wasn't really pressure to want to be someone it was just pressure of trying to make yourself into someone like almost like fit in not fit in, but just be comfortable in your own skin. Hmm. What do you What do you think the significance of wanting to be comfortable in your own skin? Like at, at that time, what did fitting into your own skin mean to the whole, the larger picture? Um, at that time, it just meant being being and feeling accepted by everyone. Um, you know, we all go through those motions where there's a click or you want to feel like you're a part of a group. And I definitely did feel that a lot. Um, so that that ate me up inside, you know, just wanting to be included, wanting to feel accepted and just wanting to be invited to things. And I wasn't really the one to get invited. So I think that that feeling of wanting to belong, it's like really strong in high school. Was anybody else's experience like that in high school? Mine was a bit different, but there's definitely still, regardless of of my experience, there's definitely still that underlying pressure to be interesting or cool or like fit in. Um, For me, it's like all of my life, I feel like I've been defined by a lot of different forms of art. Like I've always been into photography ever since I was like seven. Like I've always been a vocalist since I was like five. So going into high school, um, I was kind of known as like someone that was just always into music. Like I would do like open mics and like um, I was Mm -hmm. in choir and I would perform at benefit shows and stuff. Um, So yeah, and and also I think in general, I I honestly don't know where this comes from, um, but I've always just been very, I think in high school I was more like, I was very aggressively headstrong and like I'd always (laughs) be like, you know, I don't do drugs. And I don't do what the cool people do, but I'm still cool. Like that was kind of, like that. That was like kind that. of my That's mentality. Cool. Um, but if, if I'm being real, I was also so awkward in high school. Like I think I just like overcompensated a bit. Like I was I was like so insecure to the point where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not insecure. But like actually, a lot of what I was overcompensating for was because I felt all that pressure to like mm-hmm. be a certain way. And it was like for me, I was in the I wasn't in the cool kid group. I was I was kind of in the like the random 
outlier group that was like kind of accepted by the yeah. cool kids and kind of but still friends with like the not cool kids yeah. or not as mm-hmm. accepted kids I guess. you're kind of like in the <laughs> middle but you like fucked with everyone yeah I, yeah I was kind of a floater in high school a like floater. i had my group of friends called. um yeah and it's like i had my friends in music and then i had my um yeah and then i had my like high school court group of friends but yeah but there's i feel like that that pressure that exists during that time it's it's pretty inescapable like no matter how I don't know. Like no matter how confident you may think you are going into it, it's like looking back. You're always just like, oh wait, no, that, that wasn't. It's all like a whole learning process. Very important. I think it's. I think it's pretty life. normal. I think yeah. it's pretty normal for you know uh, a majority of people that are in high school. And if if you are listening and you, you are in high school, I'm sure you're going through the same experiences. Um, but to be honest, I never felt like that. Really, it's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was. I think social media has a big play into affecting the need to want to be like someone be somewhere be do different things than other than what you're doing in your daily life Mm -hmm. and without that I think I felt the most comfortable with myself when I was in high school because I didn't have to worry about anything outside it was deal with the shit in school go home and play video games (laughs) and I think that was all like dealing just with that was like that was life and that was like more than enough but i want to sort of jump into uh, another discussion and sort of talk about um more about just just in general of of what were do you guys think that our high school experiences essentially shaped who we are as like individuals like do you think that played like a major role into like who you are now or do you think it was everything after high school was it did that even play a major role into to who you are now what do you think I think high school was a jumping off point for a lot of people um for me it was I thought I knew myself after high school but then going to college was a whole different ball game um I think just trying to be an adult is really hard and high school does not prepare you for that at all isn't prepare you for all the pressures of figuring out your career. Doesn't teach you taxes. It doesn't teach you taxes. <laughs> doesn't tell you how to pay for rent or how to build your credit. Like all true? those things that we deal with now, college kind of helped us with. And I think um, college is a good transition point for most people to figure out like, okay, I was one way in high school, but let me be someone else in college and figure out like what fits best for my personality. Interesting. Okay. So what's the difference? Why does, why does college play a larger role or I mean in the way that you're, you're, you're contextualizing it, I mean, at least how I'm understanding it, how does college play a larger role into how we experience ourselves or how we have this sort of huzzah moment in terms of like, oh, that's me. I think college just allows us to think more freely. In high school, we had people holding our hands, telling us like, you need to be like this. You need to graduate from high school, go to a college, you know, do this with your life. College, you have professors who say, hey, like, you know, college isn't for anyone. Like, this is how my layout's going to be. Like, just take it as you want to, you know? And it's kind of the first point in life where everyone has to be independent you know a lot of people are moving away from home they're living on their own they're making new friends meeting different people you meet a lot of different people in college compared to high school and I think that's just kind of where you get those experiences from from just like meeting different walks of life and that does kind of help you figure out like 
hey, like, I, I can, like, agree with you on this level. Like, let's talk more about it. And let me figure out, like, how I can do better to the world, you know? I don't know. I just think, like, college is just, it's less surface level. And you just kind of deep dive into who you want to be and how you want to affect other people. What do you guys think about the differences between like college and high school? Like, where did you, where do you feel like you learned more from in terms of like yourself? I don't care about education. That's just different. (laughs) Oh yeah. We don't care about education here, do we? We don't reference shit on this podcast anyway. So what do you think, what do you think the, the, the outlier is, is it between college or is it between high school? I think for me it was more for college just because we're more of on our own yeah we're leading up to high school like what affected me in high school and it wasn't even part of high school it was outside of high school like yeah my experiences while i was in high school my experiences mm-hmm. outside of high school mm-hmm. like basically like because because i'm the youngest my my family my siblings are always like guiding me so my sister was always telling me like yo you should do this you should be you should run for president you should run for like did she really tell you to run for president? Holy shit, bro. Why'd you run for president? Shit. You see me being president? God, hell yeah, uh, I can see you being president. Give me some baby powder. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll make something happen. But um Yeah, and then like from that experience, like I like I was the youngest, my no one really pressured me to go to college or anything. Yeah. So like I was at that point where like, oh, I had to get had to get something going in my life. Yeah. So I decided to go to college, went to like, a JC, transferred. Went to UCSB with Ryan. Same Z's. Same Z's. And um, I think from that, like moving out to college, it was like every, we're on our own and everyone just like, I'll say there's no, like, it's not like clicky as in high school. Our high school no. was small and no. it's like, there's a lot of clicks out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in our, in college, you're actually able to find groups that have different, different interests. But then mm-hmm. it's also like, fills in all of your separate interests as well. You can find a group that's like into skating and also find a group that's into photography. But back in high school, you would never find a group that's into skating and photography. Yeah, college is super niche if yeah. that's like the, yeah. the correct yeah. term to, to describe it. And I mean, it, like, it's like a, like a Baskin Robbins. Like there's so many fucking flavors at a Baskin Robbins, <laughs> right? Like so many flavors, in so college. many flavors <laughs> in college. Like you can find every variation of, uh, of an individual in college. Like th- this person may be into, I don't know, like art history and some other shit. And they may be one of five people in the entire school, but bet that all five of those people know each other because yeah. they have the same interest. And that's the interesting thing about college. And, and one of the things that I, I agree with when, uh, what Larry says is that, you know, when it comes to college, you do find the people that are within the same headspace as you in the same, sometimes in the same <laughs> dimension as you, if you, <laughs> you want to think of it as like people who are thinking the same, um, but I think just in general, it's one, it is one of those things where people sometimes get the most lost. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's an area where people have trouble in trying to figure out themselves because it's not streamlined into, Hey, follow this track. This is what we want you to become. Um, have you guys ever experienced that sort of thing where it's like, okay, now that I have the opportunity to choose this shit's way more complicated. Yeah, but I also think, you know, having that space where you're really lost also gives the opportunity to grow the most. Mm. So, um, 
Yeah, I definitely feel like for me in college, it was definitely way more formative than high school was. And I think it was because um, I think a big factor was because I moved away from home and I didn't have the pressures of being in a strict Asian household. I could kind of do whatever mm-hmm. I wanted to do. And that kind of forced me to see who I was um, outside of my family and, and kind of look from the outside into my family and say like, hey, do I actually accept the traditions that I've been taught? And do I want to either break those cycles of um, of strictness or like, dare I say, emotional abuse and like yeah. mm-hmm. and find my own path or, or do I want to, you know, keep that cycle going? So I think for me, that was a, one of the biggest things that I had to face in college. And like um, that really caused me to like, you know, rethink myself, like, am I OK with doing drugs now? <laughs> like, um, yeah. like what do I actually want to do in life um, apart from what my family wants me to do. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I think, I think at the end of the day, I mean, sort of what we're getting to about speaking about this whole diatribe of high school and college is that, you know, when it comes to who you want to be, how you want to dress, streetwear in general, if we want to take it back to that, even though this is not what the focus of this episode is about, is that this, these are the arenas where you figure that shit out, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't think that I ever came across, you know, how I wanted to dress until senior year of high school. And that was only because I saw the, when I was a senior, the seniors of when I was a freshman and how they dress. And I was like, holy shit, I like that. Like I wanted to find myself as how those people dress and they have, yeah, they have all the girl, all the girls and shit like that, but whatever, that wasn't a part of it. But I think it was just an expression of of who they were in regards to their clothes that really made an impact on myself and being a young impressionable person at the time. That's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to feel a certain way about the clothes that I was wearing, and unfortunately, at the time, the clothes that they were wearing were expensive as shit, and they were name brands. Um, but I think at every at every sort of uh, you know, that sort of reflection point for a lot of kids, whether you're in high school or you're in college. And I know a lot of you that are listening are, is that there are those moments where you start to see like, okay, like I'm starting to figure out who I am. And so, and, and these brands and these clothes are starting to, to define me in, in any sort of, um, any way, shape or form and in, in, in how it defines you. But I think that we all sort of come to that point at some point of our college lives, of our of our high school lives, some of us learn a little bit earlier than others, and I applaud them for sort of figuring shit out when they're when they're super young. But um, when it comes to dressing, at what age, what year, what phase of our lives did you guys figure out? Okay, this is my personal style. For me, like senior year of high school and freshman year of college. What What was it about that point that was like okay, like this is what this is how I would define my style or, or what I like personally. Like what sort of moment within that time period you said like, this feels right. Um, well in high school, a lot of people categorize my style for me. So I kind of knew like, okay, this is what people know me as dressing guys. Let me just continue to do it. But, um, when I got my job at Nike, that's kind of like when I figured out like, okay, like I'm just meant to wear sweatpants and fine erasers every day. Cause it's comfortable. And that's kind of like who I grew into as a personality. And even now, like as I'm older, I'm still gravitated towards the same things. So even though I want to get out of my comfort zone, I still find myself going back to the same old things I wore four years ago. And I'm perfectly okay with doing that. 
I feel that. What about you guys? At one point, at what point did you decide or what point did you realize that this was the phase of my life where I feel like the most comfortable in the shit that I wear? Yeah. So I think for me, fashion's always been a big part of my life. Like ever since I remember uh, my family would tell me like when I was like five years old, I would be like, the only thing I want to wear is t-shirt and jeans. Like I would say that a lot because like people try to get me in like skirts or whatever, but I was really like, that's not me, mom. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So like, I feel like it's always been um, for me, like my fashion taste has always been influenced by the, the people I surrounded myself with. So growing up, I was mostly I grew up around a lot of guys, like I played a lot of, like was in a lot of video game communities. So I would just wear like, you know, sweat or not even sweats, like pants and a shirt yeah. and nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, I went through phases. Um, like my freshman year of high school, I was like, you know, I was wearing the hundreds and like had, <laughs> had my Jordans really popular, and I was really yeah. hype. Um, and then as time went on, I kind of got into the more like, like indie hipster type style. And then um, in college, like, is kind of where I started experimenting more because it's like people, I think just seeing, especially at USF, like there's a lot of people from all over the world and especially the the international students, like they would yeah. wear some crazy stuff. Rich AF. Yeah, yeah, they would wear some crazy stuff and like just because I saw them comfortable dressing the way they wanted to, it made me feel like, hey, like I can just kind of do whatever I want. So now I've also reached that point where it's like, I kind of just wear the same stuff. Like I have, I own the same things from like three or That's four a good point, ago. actually. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, when you, especially when you're exposed to a larger community, a community um, with, uh, with a lot of money, uh, that <laughs> oh, yeah. makes a huge <laughs> yeah. difference. Um, do you think as, I mean, in the stages that we are now, we're, I'd say we're way past college, maybe about three to four years, we all have relatively stable jobs. Do you think money makes a difference into what we decide to wear on a day-to-day basis? Definitely. For sure. Back in when I was in college, I was like, we're, we lived in a beach town and then I literally, I think the only times I wore like pants or jeans was on the weekends when we would go to party. <laughs> yeah, when, when it was a formality, like yeah, we had every, to. Yeah, <laughs> but like every other weekday, I would just wear like basketball shorts and a t-shirt because I also like, I would go to class like that and right out the class, I'd go to work and I worked at the athletic department. Yeah. So of course I'm just gonna, I'm dressing for comfort. Yep. <laughs> but then it's also, I was a broke college student, so I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't able to buy like Supreme or like get these shoes drops back in college. <laughs> and then when I got like, financially stable that's when i started like oh, okay i got money i could buy i could buy this now i could buy some gucci i could buy cool. <laughs> whoa whoa where are you buying gucci at i don't know nothing about this you're buying this in college or what nah hey uh, i'm gonna uh sort of contextualize my college experience with larry at the time and sort of he describes his time period as wearing a lot of basketball shorts and t-shirts but i was buying the shit out of supreme at the time and a lot of that came from understanding how reselling worked. Yeah. And he would see shit in my closet that would live there for maybe about two weeks and would be gone and be replaced by some other shit. And I just show him all the different packages that I got and all this other stuff and it would just be gone in the next two weeks. And um, having just like, I think that was at that time that was maybe one of my, my second real jobs. And having that disposable income to sort of define the shit that I liked and what I was kind of getting into at the time and sort of defining my, what I like to wear. Um, that's kind of what I got into, um, which was reselling. But 
Melanie, who's also a reseller, what does sort of money now do? I mean, let's, I'm going to go straight to the financial aspect of being a, an adult and how this differs from being a high school student, a broke college student. Um, how has money def- been able to define sort of your interests and in, in how you dress and, and sort of, I mean, you're a pretty renowned reseller in the community. Not really. Uh, <laughs> but how has that defined, how has money been able to define you know, sort of how you dress and what you do? Um, honestly, I'm still a broke adult. You know, me and Angela went to USF, so I am thousands of dollars. What does Angela have to do with you being yeah, a broke adult? We both went to USF. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Like, Private schools are expensive. Yeah. Don't do it. That's what I'm trying to We're say. Together, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm still in debt. So all my money goes to my student loans every month. I love financial so, aid. I feel that. <laughs> I'm still not financially stable as much as I want to be, but that's also why I started reselling because I was, there was a point in my ta- in my life where. I didn't have enough money from my job where I needed a second income and I can't get a second job if I'm working damn near 40 hours a week. So why not reselling? It's kind of like a job, but you only do it like one day for an overnight. I think I did that a lot in college too. Yeah. So that's why I do it, you know, and money does play a big factor because without reselling, I wouldn't have been able to pay for my bills or pay for the shoes I keep myself. So that's why I resell because I kind of need to, to sustain smart. my lifestyle. Interesting. I yeah, like that's, that. That's smart. It's very resourceful. Yes, yeah. Very, yeah. very resourceful. You got to find some sort of hustle to, mm-hmm. to, to make it. But I think this entire episode as, as, um, as irrelevant to, <laughs> to what you guys typically come here to listen to, I think sort of understanding and contextualizing sort of how a lot of people get to the point of, you know, understanding why people wear what they wear, why do they get into particular hobbies and interests really does derive from the pressures and sort of what they experience in their early years of high school, middle school, um, whether it's wanting to be popular, wanting to be a particular type of person, wanting to look like a particular type of person. Um, after watching eight straight episodes of fucking euphoria, I've definitely realized that there are those types of pressures. I mean, I personally didn't experience that in my high school years. I'm sure a lot of you listeners have experienced that and that's what what we're kind of trying to tend to in this episode is that, you know, some of these, I mean, as crazy as Hollywood could be sometimes, there is a bit of truth in sort of what they portray in a lot of their shows and that's kind of what we're sort of touching on. I told Melanie before we started this episode that I didn't want to go past 40 minutes and we have. So that is where I'm going to stop this episode (laughs) because I know a lot of you listeners are like, y'all didn't talk about Supreme like one time in this episode. Y'all didn't talk about anything street related. Well, I'm sorry, but this is kind of what I wanted to talk to you on this episode. It's good to switch it up. Yes, exactly. But before we end, I do want to talk about hookup culture and I want to talk about, I want to talk about everyone's first time. First time. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're not doing that on this episode. But before we end, before we end, before we end, um, for both Larry and Angela, please advertise, promote whatever you guys have coming up for the listeners. If you're Bay Area local, then you'll want to listen to this. But for those of you that um, do like coming to events, do like coming to parties, if either of you want to go first and sort of advertise what you guys have coming up. Um, go ahead. This is your time. 
Um, yeah, sure. So I got a few things coming up, but um, one of the things I'm most excited about is definitely um, our, our friend, our beloved friend, Kirst, and I are both opening up for So Super Sam. Yep. <laughs> In September, I'm super excited. I'm a big yeah. fan of her. Um, so yeah, that'll be September 21st. 21st, yep, at Complex in Oakland. So if you're in the area, you can buy tickets online. If you just do a quick Google search, I'm sure you'll find it. Mm-hmm. And, ch- and uh, flights are cheap. So if you want to come out and support, be sure to uh, book that Southwest flight now. Larry, <laughs> you got anything? First, I want to say um, thank you everyone for like pulling up to pay out. That's oh, been man, like yeah. huge. Oh yeah. Huge break for us and it's like that's give us a, that gives us a lot of opportunities to like be able to do what we really want to do. Yes. And just just work it how we want to work it. Yep. And what August twenty fourth, yes. Saturday. Yes. Payouts coming back. Yep. We're at a new venue. We have new DJs. We got some New names, it's, old names. You're yeah, on new that names, bill. I'm, yeah, I'm don't be humble. Don't be humble. Come see me. Come see me. Pull up. It's gonna be fun. Bring the energy. Um, yeah, every, like every payout is always fun. Everything oh, is, is always like. Yeah. Shout out to the listeners wrong. that have come to our events. I know it's a uh, pretty far and few in between, but shout out to those that have made an effort to come out to our events. Um, we appreciate you guys. Half of the time, we don't think that there are actual listeners at the end of uh, of these microphones. But to those of you that do respond and ask us questions, mostly it's Melanie <laughs> on the receiving end of those questions. Yeah. But uh, to any of the any of you that are listening that interact with us, uh, please, 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 as we do at the end of every episode, please go follow at No Chance Radio. Um, interact with us, ask us questions, DM us, um, follow us if that helps. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. If you guys want to pronounce, I mean, provide your guys' social for yeah, people to follow your, you guys. What's your ats? Oh, sure. Um, so on Instagram, uh, my at is spicy sound. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm going to warn you now. Ooh, <laughs> so that's the place to follow. That that's the place to follow. follow. It's a big mix of content. A lot of it's stupid. A lot of it's me talking about more real stuff. Um, more real that's stuff. Um, at spicy palm. That's spicy P O M. Like yes. the Pomeranian. Yeah. Where do they listen to your mixes, Larry? Tell the people to listen to your mixes. I actually got to pull up my SoundCloud. I, got, I forgot the <laughs> name of my, like of my username. Like <laughs> so it's user user dash two six three seven eight nine four. All right, you got that, everyone. <laughs> so my pro, uh, I think the URL is just Laness. L A underscore N E S S one. It's not pronounced L A Ness. Someone has yeah, come definitely up not that. For, I know a lot of I, I know I know for a fact a lot of you love our radio shows and we're gonna have those coming back very soon with these very special guests. So be sure to follow them on their SoundCloud on Instagram and especially uh, Young Angela on Twitter because that shit is very interesting. Okay. <laughs> please, please do, please do, please <laughs> do. Um, and like we said, we appreciate you guys listening to every week episode. We appreciate you guys interacting with us. And on that note, we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Bye. Bye.